For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Look, I got to be honest with you. I don't care about the name of the stadium. I do care a lot about the stadium's appearance and upkeep. Nobody ever really seems to want to talk about that. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. If I recall correctly, the new name of Heinz Field will be Akershore Stadium. This just doesn't matter, like at all. Every stadium in America, every arena, changes names constantly. And they've changed to way uglier names than this thing. There's a O.co Coliseum in Oakland. There's Crypto.com Arena for the old Staples Center in L.A., and that in and of itself was a sponsored name. That's just how it is, man. It's 2022. Big deal. Big freaking deal. But I know whenever I'm swimming upstream, and I know that everyone's all, oh, the name of the stadium has changed. What do you think of the name? What do you think of the old name? What do you think of who cares? What about those white tents in front of the stadium that no one ever mentions except me? Do you know even what I'm talking about here? Probably not. As you drive by the front of Heinz Field, what should be the signature view of this stadium facing the opening of the Fort Pitt Tunnel when you're looking down from Mount Washington, when you're just riding or biking along North Shore Boulevard, there's this collection of dirty white tents and they are the Steelers responsibility they're part of the old Cope Cabana that Myron used to have out there and their function their purpose is just overflow parties or whatever before and after games which means they basically get used like a dozen times all year but they never come down and they're gruesome and they're right in the shadow I should add of both the old Three Rivers Stadium gate marker that's still standing there and the statue of Art Rooney. They're right behind that. And I'm here to tell you that if the Steelers didn't have all the sway that they do have, particularly over branches of city and county government, they'd never get away with this. No one would. You know who else wouldn't? The Pirates, not for a split second. Every little thing that the Pirates do wrong over at PNC Park gets magnified to the extreme, including by people like me, I should add, since I'm way harder on the Pirates charity sign than I am on these stupid tents. But the tents are arguably a much, much worse look. This is an NFL franchise that's behaving like a like a trashy trailer park with what they do out on that lawn. 
And how long would it take really for someone to just go out there and knock those tents down for a few months? You know, like at least in the summertime, whenever people are using that for walking, biking, and jogging, and all the other things I mentioned. Heinz Field, or whatever it gets called in the future, is always going to be an eyesore in part because of those tents. And I can't build up even the slightest traction on this issue. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. People talking about Heinz Field. People talking about ketchup bottles. Oh no, the ketchup bottles are going to be gone as if those were some big part of our lives. What is a big part of our lives here in Pittsburgh, here in the city, looking at that stadium on a daily basis is this slumlord activity that's happening right in what should be the prettiest part of the entire complex. This should be a point of pride. And and while I'm at it, this could also be something that, if it were managed properly, would actually benefit football fans. Yes, it's nice that the Steelers created the Coca-Cola Great Hall and that you can go in there at certain times and see the many great players who've been recognized for the the team's Hall of Honor. You can see replicas of the Super Bowl trophies. There's videos. It's actually very, very nice. They did a terrific job there. They also did, I should throw in, an equally terrific job a little bit further down on that same side of Heinz Field with the massive expansion of the Steelers Pro Shop. It's now like world-class as opposed to what it was before, which was a little room inside a cage, for those of you who can recall it. But both of those things are secondary in terms of where they can be seen. These stupid tents are right up front. You are not going to get me interested in a name change. You can get me very interested in a discussion about how to make Heinz Field a world-class overall NFL facility. And it's not just the stupid tents. The inside, I can tell you, and this has nothing to do with the media sections or whatever, all of which are very nice. I'm talking about where the, the fans are, where people like you go, are a little bit worn. There's unused carts and things like that that just kind of sit in concourses in random places. Also not a great look. The bleachers atop the north end zone, should have been replaced before they were ever even installed. This was an awful, awful idea at the very beginning that needed to have been rejected. And then once it wasn't rejected, it needed to have been redone. Ask absolutely anyone who's sat up there what that experience is like, particularly when the sun or the cold slash wind is beating down on you with no roof to protect you. But we want to talk about a name change instead? Who does a name change affect? You know? Really? Whose life is altered by this? Call it whatever you want to call it. That stuff doesn't impact me. It doesn't impact you. It doesn't impact anybody. 
You can just say it's where the Steelers play if it bugs you. A lot of people did that anyway. So what? What does make a difference is a stadium or any public facility's outward appearance. And the Steelers really ought to be getting called on the carpet for that. Much more so than taking naming rights as every team in every professional sport does now every other year. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped. Not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from Joe, who asks, DK, this has been on my head for a while now. Who do you think the team captain is on our very young team? Joe, you're asking that as if it's like hockey and they've only got one captain. Of course, all NFL teams have three captains, offensive, defensive, and special teams. And the defensive is going to remain Cam Hayward because why wouldn't it? The special teams will remain Derek Watt unless he were to somehow get cut, which he won't. So what you're really asking is who will be the offensive captain. And my answer here is going to be the quarterback because the quarterback really should be the leader of your offense if you're going to have a healthy culture on offense. That doesn't mean it's the case universally, but Ben Roethlisberger obviously was the captain, the offensive captain. And you would really, really like, for a whole bunch of reasons, if the quarterback would be that again. Now, it's obviously a different situation. Mitch Trubisky isn't Ben. Kenny Pickett certainly isn't Ben. And since you emphasized the word young in your question, I'm presuming here that you might see a situation where like a Najee Harris or a Deontay Johnson or someone would kind of take ownership of the group. That's, that's not really what I'm looking at here. Nor am I looking at anyone on the offensive line. Obviously, the the O-line is just way too new. And the O-line, by the way, has its own leadership needs. The the O-line doesn't need to be leading the whole offense. They need to take care of themselves. So here's what I'm thinking. Name a quarterback and then name that quarterback the captain. So if Mitch Trubisky is your starting quarterback, and right now that's obviously the trajectory, that the team is taking, then he's got to be your offensive team captain. He's got to be the guy that's walking out there for the coin flip. He's got to be the guy that looks like, to the rest of the offense, he's the man. Now, the beauty of that is that Mitch has a lot of that in him already. Mitch has no issue being anybody's leader. And by the way, neither do 
Pickett or Mason Rudolph. They really don't. You could see that with Pickett in his time at Pitt. He didn't just lead the offense. He led the program to a conference championship. Of course, the NFL is a different level, but the personality traits inherent. And Rudolph, as anyone uh, in or near the team can attest, is born for this kind of thing. The most vocal, booming voice you'll hear on a football field is that of number two, presuming he's still around. We'll see how that plays out. But to me, the last thing you'd want is to take a position that's already coming with some uncertainty and make it feel less certain. Because if you're not naming the quarterback to be your offensive captain, you're essentially making a statement that, well, we'd want to name the quarterback the captain, but we don't really know if he's going to be the quarterback. You don't need any of that. If you do end up changing quarterbacks, guess what? Change captains. Not all that hard. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to this rather ranty daily shot of Steelers. Take down those tents! 